struggles with bait during the summer. A podcast by Real Guys for Real Guys. One of these sharks had the gall to come up and bite somebody that was swimming. I'm not going for it. I'm not standing for it. Run that dog. Boom. How do you guys like that intro? Welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff with Lamont Jones today, and we are running the dog in the studio. I'm all fired up. You know why I'm fired up, Lamont? What's up? Because we totally ghettoed the intro. Oh, all right. Now, like, they don't even know how bad we ghettoed the intro. <laughs> like, right. they think they know, but they have no clue. I want to do a YouTube video to show them how bad we ghettoed the intro. Like, other podcasts are using... Like old-timey radio filter to get that ghetto sound. But we're just getting our straight from the ghetto. There's no ghetto filter involved. No, we ghettoed right. the intro. These other guys, these other guys, they're like spending big money going to like radio studios and like, you know, trying to like really out-intro a motherfucker. I'm not trying to out-intro nobody. Yeah. I had an intro. See, people don't realize this, that we tried to do... YouTube back in like 2013, or not YouTube, but podcasting back in like 2013. Lamont comes up with this crazy idea. Oh, dude, we got to do podcasts. The guy's from Salt Strong. Oh, you got to do podcasts. So, okay, we sit down and we do a podcast. Nobody, nobody listened to it. Nobody. Like we were like way before the time. And um, now, you know, podcasting's cool and stuff. And these guys got serious cash. And they're like trying to out intro a motherfucker. Yep. I'm not, I'm not out of intro on nobody. I'm using an intro that we got. We totally ghettoed it, and I can't wait to do YouTube on that. Yep, yep. Huh. Anyway, Lamont, I want to bang out, um, I want to bang out one of the uh, fishing philosophy series. You know, the mini, the mini series, 10-part series. Okay. I got about four or five of them done, but uh, I want to bang out one more. So, what... Where I wanted to go with this is like not too long ago, I got these uh, Asian people on the boat and I take them out tarpon fishing. And you know, it's a freaking beautiful day and the tarpon are damn near jumping in the boat. So put the lines out and bam, they get a beautiful fish, probably 60, 70 pound fish. The guy's heaving and hoeing on it. They get it to the boat and they ask me, can we harvest it? Can we eat it? And I'm like, well, you don't really do that with tarpon. I says, plus you need a tag. It costs you a hundred bucks or whatever. And there's a process, like if you want to kill a tarpon. Yeah. <clears throat> and they wanted to eat the damn thing. Mm. And I told them, I said, no, we're going to let it go. And then, you know, if we catch something that you guys can eat, I'll let you know or whatever. And then you can eat that. So anyway, we go on and fish for another 15 minutes and bam, get another tarpon. So I'm thinking like we're having this epic day. We get that tarpon to the boat. It takes like 30 minutes. And the people were disappointed and they wanted me to take them home after catching two tarpon in the first hour of the trip, simply because they couldn't harvest it and eat it. I don't, like, I know they're not alone with that philosophy. Like, they want to catch and eat what you catch. I get that. But they were actually disappointed in catching a tarpon because they couldn't eat it. Yeah, that's some kind of a... A personality trait that people have a lot of people i guess really only want to catch fish they can eat well those people damn sure did i'm more of a restaurant guy myself like i'll eat at home you know a couple times a year but most of the time i'm at a restaurant let them do all that stuff 
like, like for example, take your, your T-topper guy that's going to drop 150 in fuel to get to the snapper hole, to get a couple of snappers, be totally pissed about the shorts because you can't keep them. Right. And then come home, and he will have spent upwards of 250 bucks to have four snapper dinners, which that same dude would have a heart attack if you told him to go to True Lux and drop 200 on a couple of dinners. Yeah, but, dude, he's spending his money on the whole fishing experience. experience. Like, he wants to get up that morning. He wants to get this gear on the boat. He wants to friggin'. He might even want to catch bait, believe it or not. And then, you know, go out for the day, spend the time and energy, come home tired, clean the fish, brag about he's cleaning the fish. And then Ooh. maybe they eat it that night or whenever they eat it, he can turn back and there's like this huge gratification feeling that he did all that. And I get that. I understand that philosophy where you want to eat what you catch, the whole harvesting thing. But the Asian people, I'm wondering if that, well, maybe they were just nuts. Or maybe it's a cultural thing. Is that like, because well, I, I think they eat tarp in other places other than the United States. We're extremely finicky on the stuff that we eat here. So it would not surprise me if the rest of the world eats tarpon somehow, because there's got to be um, at least some good harvested organs and other stuff on a tarpon that you, that Americans reject, but other people probably, other cultures probably eat. You know, at least I think so. I think probably a big part of the tarpon is the what exoskeleton or whatever it is getting through those scales and that armor that that thing has on there. There's probably no, meat underneath that. No, that's horseshit. Tarpon are not good eating. I've been around, dude. Jacks aren't good eating. The jacks are good eating. Jack, compared to tarpon, jacks are phenomenal. How about grunts? Grunts are great eating. But what I'm saying to you is I've fished from here to Venezuela and back. Nobody's eating tarpon. There's never, I've never seen the natives eating oh, the tarpon. Oh, I, I disagree. I'm not saying no one's ever eaten a tarpon. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. It's not like normal. It's not like, I've been, like I find some dude at some marina in San Juan, and I tell him that I'm into tarpon fish, and he goes, oh, those are great eating. Right. Never, never once. Never once. But my whole thing is, is the people were disappointed in their fishing experience. You know what I mean? Like that part. That they didn't get something. No, I know. Like yeah. I, like I, I mean, the way I look at it is like, I understand about going to get stuff to eat. Like I do that myself. I go out. I target those little blackfin tunas off the coast here. I target the uh, cereal mackerels off the coast here. I target mutton snapper off the coast here, mahi off the coast here. And when I want to go get something to eat, I do that. And I get it. I understand that. The majority of the time, I'm targeting tarpon because that's what I do for work. And I think that that's the most challenging fish out there to go after. So it keeps my interest in fishing, you know, always moving forward. I don't think they get that as much as I get the whole fish fry thing with these people. Because, I mean, it's nothing like I'd rather do than have a fish fry except for sport fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think it goes both ways. I think some people, like, they want to draw a line in the sand. I know a lot of Cuban people that are that way. They think I'm totally nuts for going out there and pulling on those tarpon when you could go catch, like you said. How many people do you know? Are these people supplementing their groceries? 
I don't know. What do you think? You think they're supplementing their groceries? You're making me sad, but yes. So instead of spending like 180 bucks at the grocery store, they're going to kill 10 grunts, two snappers, and a puffer or whatever, and now they're only going to spend a buck and a half? Yes. Or did they already say a buck and a half? They do the math right? Buck 80. All right, so yeah, they saved 30 bucks by going out and killing some grunts and stuff. I think so. So you think it's economical, economics. You see the guy, like when you go into the grocery store that's fumbling with those empty water bottles? Dude. Like the guy that fills up his own water? Yeah. With with the old bottles? Yes. Is the savings that extraordinary? Don't give me the 10-year picture. Give me the weekly picture. That guy, in his mind, that guy's like, in 10 years, I will have saved over $4,700. Dude, I'm dropping five grand a year on paper towel. What in the, what the hell's that got to do with the fishing philosophy thing? That's what these guys are doing. They're seeing the monetary value of it. Like this, going out and getting a couple of snappers and everything versus a $500 fishing charter. Well, at least we got $100 worth of food out of it. So now it's really only a $400 charter. But if you go out on a $500, to them, you go out on a $500 charter and catch nothing you can eat, you got no rebate. You get this, it was pointless. That's so what they're thinking. You want me? You want me to believe that like all those people that fish that way are like some sort of friggin' accountant or something, where they do the numbers? They're doing numbers. I don't understand why anybody is struggling to catch edible fish in the year 2019. What do you mean? If I catch, okay, let's take example. Wendy is in Key West right now. Right. They caught a decent grouper. Right. A nice mutton. Nice. And a blackfin. Okay. Which one are you eating? Probably going with mutton. There you go. That's what I told her. Go with the mutton. They did it where they took all the fish like to a restaurant that prepares it for you and does each fish like four different ways. Fried, blackened, broiled, grilled, or whatever. And then everybody got a mix of all three fish. Okay. You got some. They did the blackfin, you know, like slice style. Like um, like half raw? Yeah. Right. Totally raw. They wanted, they wanted raw, raw. Raw, raw. And then the mutton and the grouper were done like broiled, grilled, blackened, and fried. Dude, I, if that's the selection, I only want mutton. You know what I mean? I don't want the... I'm not a big fan of the raw tuna. Okay. And so then it comes down to the grouper versus the mutton, and I'm going mutton over grouper. Now, what, did they book a trip down there? So when they booked the trip, did they book the trip asking the captain for them to bring home eating fish? I think they were guests. They were guests of somebody that They were guests of somebody that booked and so you don't know if they, because I want to know if they asked the captain, will you take us out to get something to eat? And that's what they were interested in? Or did the captain suggest? Let's get back to the tarpon harvesters. Oh, Jesus. So you get, clients call you. Right. And pretty much you assume if they're ringing you up that they know what they're getting into. Like, hey, you know, you're going to get a big tarpon. We might get a snook. We might get a big jack or a shark or some bycatch. But for the most part, we're going for tarpon. Right. How did these Asian people find you? Were they referred? Word oh, of yeah. mouth? I'm not positive how they found me. Huh? Mitchell referred them to me? How do you remember that? 
So Mitchell referred them over to me. Oh, here's how I know. Okay, now I remember the story. They were staring. They were staying at Mitchell's mom's. Um, what do you call it? You Airbnb. Know, Airbnb thing. And they suggested. She suggested to them to go fishing with Mitchell. Mitchell was busy, so Mitchell says, do you want to take these people fishing? So I took the people fishing, and the next thing you know, they were pissed. They were catching tarpon, and, we couldn't, and they couldn't eat them. And they asked me to take them in, and they were pissed. Like, I, and that, I mean, it, it, that's the exception to the crowd. I mean, it's only happened to me, like, you know, one in a thousand trips. But it's still that. I mean, but it's happened other times. It's happened other times. I've, I've lost a lot of trips over the phone, you know, explaining to them that I, I'm a tarpon expert and we target tarpon. They're like, well, geez, what do you think we can bring home to eat? And I'm like, well, I don't know. We might catch something, you know, maybe a big snapper or something you can bring home to eat. But then they would expect me to clean the fish and all that kind of stuff. And I explained to them it's not that kind of trip. Right. So, so then I lose it to somebody that does that kind of trip. Right. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And I understand that philosophy. I'm cool. Right. We don't have knives on the on board. You don't have a cutting station, right? Dude, I only clean fish when I get fired up for a fish fry. That's right. it. You know? The closest thing I come to cleaning fish is, you know, doing like a split tail mullet or something. But, you know, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not spending 40 minutes at the end of every trip cleaning fish for people and then packaging it up, you know, like they do down there on the drift boat or whatever. And I get it. If that's your philosophy, go out on that drift boat. You know what I mean? But it's still hard for me. It, it's hard for me to think that they were pissed. Do you think most of the guys that go on the drift boat are going for groceries or for fun? 50-50. 50-50. Like a lot of the people you know, are out of the hotels and stuff, and they're looking for something to do. It's only like 50 bucks, so you can bring four of the guys. Out. Right, so they want to go out on the ocean, and if they catch something, that's a bonus. If they catch something, they, they can eat. They probably give it away because they're staying in a hotel. Right. And then you got the drift boat guys that are going out there for groceries. Supplementing. Or not supplementing. You always think like, you know, I don't know if they're supplementing or what, but they're definitely trying to, you know, catch something to eat. Like they're not going out there to catch a tarpon. That's for goddamn sure. And I get that. I get that. I'm not hating on the people that only want to fish to, to eat. I don't get it, but I ain't cracking on them. I don't like think that it's bad or whatever. But um, it's definitely a philosophy, no? It's definitely a philosophy, and I mean, I think if you put all the numbers together, like you're doing, you like you know, try to get like cost per fish and all that. I mean, you know, it's not going to make sense. So that's what I mean. It's not like you know these people are like sitting down. You know, and making sense out of the whole thing. Their whole idea, like, maybe that's like a natural instinct to harvest. I don't think it's so much of guys doing the math and then figuring out the savings and then, you know, deciding how they're going to get fish. I think it's people that have nothing and know for the rest of the week, like, dude, that's it. It's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's not that. It, there's a lot of those guys out there. How many at Fort Lauderdale Yacht Club? None. How many problem. at the boat ramp? That's different. Right. That's different. Do you remember the... the like, I associate grubbing for food like that or really worrying about your next meal. Like, oh, man, how much is bacon going to cost? 
right. So, so when a guy when a guy catches the Goliath grouper at the boat ramp and has to let it go, is he like killing him like the guys on Wicked Tuna? Was he counting that like for grocery money and like how he's going to feed the family and it's stuff? A, yes. And then he's forced to let it go by the FWC, and now he goes home with his head. Yes. You hung think anybody's low? kept a Goliath from there? Of course. Of That's course. The there's right? only a couple down there. <laughs> if they didn't kill him and keep him. So the guy has to let the Goliath go. And then he walks home with his head down like a failure. What's the deal with the four guys that have money, that have, you know, a 36-foot T-top that, you know, wipe out 45 mahis? I don't get that. I don't either. It happens all the time. All the time. I don't hate on them. How many times have you offered me fish? Every time I kill some. How many times have I been like, yeah, I'll be right over? I really had never. A couple times, right? And yeah. the entire existence, yeah, I'll take a bag. That's, Just give me a little piece. And that's probably because you're like driving through the neighborhood soon or something, so you right. agree to it. But some guys, like, dude, if they could pack their whole refrigerator... Just him and his wife and one kid with 60, 70 pounds of mahi, it all ends up getting thrown out. A particular um, web guy that does memes that I'm not going to mention by name that kills deer, <laughs> he, um, him and his cousins, they have a deer camp in northern Pennsylvania, and I think last year they killed 13 deer between, like, eight guys. But they got... They know how to package that. They put it in the freezer. But he still ended up throwing like 100 pounds because I asked him like a year later, how much is still in your freezer? You're going again. He's like, yeah, had to throw like 75 pounds of it in the dumpster. You don't need to kill 13. Kill four of them. And the mahi guy's the same. By the time I got to those mahi thing, fillets in my freezer, I don't have a deep freezer. Right. So my freezer defrosts. Which so means that it's only it's, good for like... Yeah, you get about maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. Max. Yeah. I don't know. The, I, the, the hunting and harvesting thing, I, I, I get that way more than the fishing and harvesting thing. Because the whole, like the hunting thing, all right, it takes you however many time and energy to get to your spot. Then you sit there and you wait for the game to come out, whatever it is you're hunting for. Then you have to be skilled enough to kill it. Then you have to be skilled enough to clean it preserve it bag it bring it home you have to have that kind of freezer or whatever and that's what i mean i get it i get that and that same tarpon harvester looks at his freezer and is like you're looking at 650 bucks worth of meat right there that's over four months i won't have to spend a penny at the supermarket on any beef or any meat. I, I ain't gonna hate on anybody that's into that philosophy that wants to eat kill and harvest the fish. Don't do it to snooks, though, all right? Do it to anything else that you guys want to do as long as it's legal. But leave the snooks in the water. Leave them alone. That's a Captain Jeff thing. You're never going to hear that from the nerds at FWC or the guys on the snook club that are sporting the piss out of the dead ones and the fillets and the carcasses. Kill a mutton. Kill a mahi. Kill a wahoo. Kill a black fin tuna. Leave the snook alone. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. This is a, uh, I forget what part this is, but this is a 10-part mini-series on fishing philosophies. I hope you enjoyed this. Lamont, anything in closing? Yeah, hey, do us a favor. Uh, we start off pretty fast here. I know a lot of you guys, maybe this is the first time you're hearing the podcast or whatever. Do yourself a favor and, and us a favor and go subscribe and 
rate us, give us the five-star rating. That actually does help and moves us up the uh, ladder there, which makes the podcast easier to find. And if you find an episode that you like, share it on your social media. We're just starting now. We're going up against the big boys. You know podcasting's big right now. And if you haven't heard uh, Reggae Girls podcast, Kristen, she's an Instagram star and catches those mudfish and those snakers. Uh, listen to her podcast. It was probably a few episodes prior to this one. I think it's the best one we've done to date. And thanks for listening and subscribe. Run that dog. Thanks for listening to the Real Guy Podcast. <laughs>